Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia. Happy to be back. Missed you guys. Who are you? I'm Tim. I'm Kendon. All right. So this week we are talking about coming to America. I feel like there is, we had to do this movie. I'm glad we're doing this movie. Um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. We had to because we said we would. But yeah. We said we would. Listen. We said we would. We follow through. Um, but yeah, okay. What's the news? What's been going on? I've been out for a while. Anything Anything we're talking about today? Well, we got our first look at the Suicide Squad trailer. Red Band trailer. It's rated R. We've got King Shark eating people, tearing people apart. We've got swearing. Um, it's James Gunn, who people may know from Guardians of the Galaxy, who is funny and interesting and can make a dope movie. So I'm excited to see what they kind of come up with. I think it'll be fun. It should be fun. In other DC news, they finally announced a release date for Black Adam. Oh, really? When that is it? That's The Rock, right? The Rock. Now, to be fair, they first announced this movie, I want to say 2007? No. What? I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was like 07. They were like, The Rock's going to be Black Adam. Wow. It's been, it's that, been must have, that was pre the renaissance of, of superhero movies then. Yeah. Good thing they waited. <laughs> then, then a whole bunch of stuff happened. But yeah, so <clears throat> it's next July. So we'll see July 29th, 2022. Okay. We'll see. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know. And that's the kind of the thing. So me and my friend were having this discussion the other day about Justice League. I don't know if you guys watched that. Um, that's in my what have I been watching. So we we'll haven't seen there. the Snyder Cut yet. But there's been obviously a lot of positive buzz about this film. People seem to have liked it more than have disliked it, right? There's some nits and picks about it, but people genuinely seem to like it. But there's really nothing else coming down the pipeline for them other than Suicide Squad. Don't we have a new Batman coming? That's yeah. next year. Hmm. All got bumps. Because Dune is in that spot now. Dune is in that Batman spot. We're starting really- to feel more positive about that Batman. Oh, I know. I, I'm a fan of Matt Reeves. I'm a fan of everyone involved. I've gotten over the he's beating the the crap out of people, like really beating the crap out of people. That's the news. Not a whole lot of other movie news going on. It's been pretty quiet, um, other than you know, golden the, the Oscar nominations coming out. Oscars are coming up very soon, so that's gonna be a big you know, people like to get all worked up over award season. So that'll be something to get people all worked up. But I do think Chadwick is a lot. He's been winning this best actor for Ma Rainey at, at everything. He's been killing, so I think he's he's the one person who's like a definite lock. Good to win, and it's gonna be sad to see his wife up there accepting the speech and saying something about him. It's gonna make everybody cry. Mm-hmm. Kendon, do you have any news? No, I haven't been keeping up with the news other than like the announcements that Tim was talking about. All right, so I have news, but it's also segues into what have we been up to? Kendon and I went to a movie theater. Wow. Because oh, movie yeah. theaters are open and we went. Which one did you go to? And it was terrifying. We went to the South Center AMC. 
it was a Friday night, late Friday night movie to see Raya and the Last Dragon on the big screen. And uh, I was terrified the entire time. I was like afraid to eat my food, kept my mask on. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to get COVID. I would say she she says it was terrifying. I feel like it was much less terrifying than the grocery store. So I just want to put that out there. There were like 20 people. How how busy was it? There's like 20 people in the whole big theater. Yeah, it was a good, Kenan did like the uh, risk assessment and like picked the the late time, the mall was closed or closing. So there were hardly, because I was like, I'm walking through the mall right now. I'm sitting in two hours with all these (laughs) individuals that I don't know. Yeah, I guess like I've been navigating a lot more people because I have to go into the lab. I have to go into the university on a regular basis to, for my work. So I wear a lot of masks, you know, navigating a lot Same. of more people. So I was like, this is, this is downright ghost town. It's ghost town in yeah. my job. when I go in, there's really no one there. We're going to start staggering people in, uh, in a couple of weeks. But it's, but it's th- funny by the time I, by the time the movie was over and found out Shalia was terrified the whole time. And I was like, there's nobody here. He was yeah. like, he got this um special. It was special. It was like a date night. He got an, icy Aww. a cherry coke icy and he's like it's so good and i taste it and it was really good but i was just too scared to have my mask off to even you got a straw. The straw goes on the mask. yeah that was, mess. That was my trip to the airport when i went to jacksonville my trick was to have a straw so i can drink stuff i don't want to take my mask off to drink on an airplane that's, that's a good point right yeah it was smart personally i want to keep going to the theater right now because it's actually better without a whole bunch of randos there I want to take it. It, it, it reminds me of, of I had like I've been going into the lab, going into work ever since lockdown. Once I, we got mm-hmm. um, I got exempt status basically, and for a while the freeways were empty. Empty. The light so rail great. The light rail used to be so. Empty. <laughs> like I'd be the only person on like a car, and I'm not kidding. Uh, it was kind of a cool feeling, wasn't it? It was a cool feeling. My friend gifted me a, a, a massage. Um, Shout out to Keisha, love you. So she was like, hey, I'm booking you a massage. You need it. It's been a stressful 2021 for you. And I booked, my, I booked myself one too. We're going the same time. So we go to, to the Fairmont Olympic. Keep your mask on the whole time. And you can, you can take it off when you're face down, when you're face up. And it was kind of, it was fine. They had all these separate, no one had any cash. You know, the, the, the ladies all like triple masked up in the massage. But we went to go eat afterwards. And we went to South Lake Union and it was like brunch, like pre-COVID brunch out there. No. How long ago was this? This was Saturday. <laughs> okay. People were outside and I was like, oh, we're outside. I'm, I'm half vaccinated. So. Was, Are you half vaccinated? I'm half vaccinated. I got my second appointment on uh, Saturday. I got my second shot. Um, was that Wednesday, Shalia? Mm-hmm. How's your so arm? You're a, little, you're a little less paranoid. I mean, yeah. You're still taking precautions. Well, yeah, but we went to the movie before my second shot. Yeah, but now I'd imagine you're less paranoid. Yeah. Uh, which which one did you end up getting? Uh, Pfizer. Okay. Yeah, I got the Moderna, and my arm is still sore. And I can- yeah, my arm was super sore. That was it. I mean, people have had like, oh, I felt sick for twelve hours. I got That's the, the second six. one, Tim. So be careful. Take a Tylenol before you go to bed yeah. that night. It's chills, is what I've like. People Look, having the fever is what people are getting. Yeah. So you don't know, Tylenol. Is fine. I'm gonna buy some soup. I'm gonna be prepared, totally prepared. And it's like early in the morning on Saturday. So I'm just going so, to at home. 
and just do nothing for two days and hopefully you know we I, I forgot go- to go to the store before uh before taking Kendon to go get his shot um and so the guy like we did the drive through place and so he was like okay if you feel like if you're feeling anything you can just take some Tylenol and um that, you know, if it gets really bad, go to the doctor or whatever. And I was like, do you guys have Tylenol here? Like, just in case they might have like the little packets um, to give to people if you need it. And the guy was just like, as if that was the craziest thing ever. No. No. So guess, no. guess what Kenden took instead, since we didn't have any Tylenol. What did you take? Some melatonin? Do you want, are you, are you embarrassed? No, are, not are embarrassed. Are you willing to share with our podcast <laughs> friends? Was it ginger ale? He took my Midol. <laughs> Midol. It was the only <laughs> thing we had with acetaminophen in it. Midol's fine. Yeah, maybe you had like ginger ale or something. No, uh, but uh, since we've been talking about news, I wanted to mention that um, apparently the flu season this this year, like deaths from flu, are down like over ninety five percent. Everyone's wearing masks. Like everyone's wearing masks. And- Barely anybody is dying from the flu this year. Okay, here's the crazy part. So after we ate, we walked down South Lake Union, just outside, had our mask on. We're just catching up. As we're walking back. We run into like an anti-mass rally or a march or whatever. Wait, we have those here? Okay. We have them, but I didn't know we had one recently. News to me. In my head, I was like, it's been a year. We're coming up on the end of this thing. Like, relax. You don't want to wear your mask for 20 minutes in Trader Joe's? I'm sorry. Like, I can't help you at this point. Like, what are you, what are you marching about right now? This was a year ago and people didn't know and people had angst about it. Okay. But I was looking at these people like, it's been a year, man. It's been a year of this. And they've proven, like, what made me think of it was your, your statement about the flu. They, they work. It's not rocket science. So I don't, really not. That's why people wear masks all the time. And you've traveled. You go to other countries, sick people wearing masks. It's not, it's not yeah. crazy. Like, I had a friend who I love has sent me some, like, propaganda about, like, vaccine passports and i was like that's kind of how it goes right now what are we talking about like i have i will show you but i have a um a, a yellow fever thing stapled into my passport my vaccination oh for- i see what you're saying yeah 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 this not this is nothing new if if, if australia said we've done all this work to clean up our country so that if you're going to come here you need to be vaccinated is that crazy? Not at no, all. Absolutely. I no, feel like it's not crazy. This is something that people are never going to like really take on board, but I can guarantee you there's been more COVID deaths globally than international terrorist events in the 21st century. And I still take a okay. the airport. Yeah, we're okay with more, more invasive, much more oppressive or whatever you want to use uh, measures to prevent a few political deaths compared yeah. to, and I'm not trying to, to downplay anything. No, you're right. But deaths are deaths. Right. What, what dangerous things, dangerous people, right? You can say there's dangerous people who intend to do things. There's dangerous people who are inadvertently carrying things that are dangerous to other people, biological agents. Mm-hmm. Why does one seem more oppressive than the other? Yeah. Um, you, you, so me, you caught all them arrows trying to enter into that. What? Remember that story? Like he got hit with like a hundred arrows trying to enter into some white guy trying to enter into some mascara. Where do you remember that story? No, I'm just thinking oh, of wait, the wait, guy wait, in wait, the mascara. Wait, wait, wait. You, 
They like hit him with a bunch of arrows. Is it one of those islands off of India? Somewhere, yeah. He died because they were like, "Yeah, hey, we don't have any outsiders in here." Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, so, one of those. He was kind of a, a super. Uh, what do you call those people who go out? A missionary of some yeah. sort, right? And they yeah. they hit him with like all a, the arrows. Yeah. Wow. It was like Game of Thrones style. No, you know what I'm thinking of is uh, was it the Wolverine? Which one? Yeah. The second one where he's in Japan, don't they hit him with like a thousand arrows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, because they don't have any disease in there and they're like, we're not doing this. You're not coming yeah. in, you're bringing your disease. Yeah. People, we don't have outsiders in. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're not trading the flu for Jesus, basically. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. Bro. You want to bring us what? Jesus and yeah. what? <laughs> Malaria. We're straight. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so another uh, things that I've been doing. So it's been a long time since I've been here, but I have continued my Marvel timeline um, mm -hmm. watching. We should talk about Raya. Did you like Raya? Oh, yeah, I like Raya. So um, my niece, it's so funny. She's five, but she's finally like, she's like, do you know what tomorrow is? I'm like, Friday? She, Raya, tomorrow Raya comes out. She was so excited oh, wow. for Raya. And um, they bought it, you know, that day. And so I watched it pretty quick. Um, it's cute, but it was really, it was nice to see it on the big screen. Mm. Um, you know, it had its flaws, but it's, I mean, it's, it's good. I hadn't really <laughs> even thought about the fact that it was freely available on our Disney plus. So when I was looking down, I was like, what looks good would look fun on the big screen. And that's why I selected that movie. Cause there's not a ton out there. I would have watched Tenet. That's the other thing I would have liked, but that's kind of, we're kind of past that. Yeah, past that. Yeah. The fight scenes. I mean, so I had already seen it on the smaller screen, although my screen is pretty big. I had already seen it on the smaller screen. Um, but so seeing it in the theater was cool. Like, especially the fight scenes. Those were pretty darn cool. Yeah. I forgot at times I was watching a cartoon you or animated. Major non-flaw is no songs. Very no happy songs. that there were no songs in this. Movie. No songs. No songs. It was very much. She is like, I, think I like, almost... look at Shalia's face is like, I like the songs. If you want me to, so you know how we do our rating? Is it going to be a classic or a past it? We're not going to remember this movie. Like the I'm songs are important. The songs are not important, folk. The, the, the one thing is this. Remembering the movie. Mm -hmm. No, not in this case. It's not going to be lasting. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that out there well, right now. Was like, people will remember last... it better if there was a song attached to it. Differently, for different reasons to different people. If I say that there's any quote-unquote flaw here, it's mm -hmm. the liberal amount of plagiarism from um, the Avatar The Last Airbender series. Um, but that aside, the dragons, the look of the dra dragons, the color, the, the way that they move on water, through the sky, um, the, the combat, the fact that I'm not following children, but the, the main protagonists are young adults. Mm -hmm. like this is far more interesting to me she's very she's got a lot of Cora to her yeah. um but even some Aang and some of the, the better part I I this is one of my favorite Disney movies like it's going to stick in my mind the colors all um the look of the people when they're turned to stone um the yeah, concept like behind that. so much of it huh I that was like one of the things I liked the best was the statues yeah. that, was yeah. really cool. that was a really cool concept yeah, so visually, I think this is the one of the top Disney movies ever for me. And he would Besides know. Besides Moana, I guess. And I he have would to say. And he would know because the other thing we've been doing is Blank Check, that podcast yeah. that we listen to. They're doing a run on, um, is it Musker and Clement? 
Yeah, good job. Okay, so they're the like ones who did Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Moana, Princess and the Frog. Not Beauty and the Beast. Not Beauty and the Beast. That's why we haven't heard it. So yeah. Little but Mermaid. they did the great, the great Mouse Detective. Yeah, Aladdin. Uh, Treasure Planet. Anyway, so it's been fun to relive the Disney movies and talking about like which ones are the best ones. And spoiler alert, they loved Moana, which is just they should well, have. One is the one with the least flaws it feels like yeah yeah so, the other thing i've been doing is um so i've continued my marvel timeline so mm-hmm. i am now on cloak and dagger did you watch cloak and dagger tim did I? I don't think so yeah i hadn't and i don't want to but i have to <laughs> i oh, no, signed no, no, up no. for season one that's, now. A, that's a lie i did watch that it was on freeform mm-hmm. i did watch that no, it's actually kind of fun. It took. It's really slow. Like I'm it's, like, okay, come on, guys. Wait, what episode yeah, are you? you on? Got... <laughs> what episode are you on? I think episode four. Four. Yeah, it, I think it picks up season one. That's what it looked so, like when they came downstairs. Yeah. I like. I mean, you know, I like New Orleans, and so it was fun. They like had a tour, like a voodoo history tour, yeah, uh, and that was kind of fun to see. So I am hoping it picks up, but yeah. right now I'm just like, oh, I want to get back to my Agents of Shield and find out what happens because. Yeah. The timeline that's going on in Agents of Shield is wild, I don't know and I'm enjoying it. It's good, it, it, and it ends so good. I want to kind of watch that show. It's two seasons. Cloak and Dagger, yeah. Okay, so yep, that's what I've been up to. Um, Kendon, do you want to go next? Sure. Um, so it was really fun to hear you talk. Uh, I haven't seen the the trailer for Suicide Squad yet. But you bringing up King Shark, I've been watching uh, the first and second season. I haven't finished the second season of Harley Quinn. And I would say it's the top, like in the top three Batman things I've ever watched in my life. It is really, really great. So explain what you're talking about. The HBO cartoon? Yeah, I don't know where it originally aired, but it is available on HBO Max. It aired originally on the WB. They had like a uh, streaming service. But there's so much swearing. Yeah, the streaming service is, you can just do whatever you want now, apparently. Wow, WB, okay. And this um, is like 2019, 2020? Yeah. Um, I've got migrated over to HBO Max, so. It's following the classic storyline of the of Harley Quinn breaking up with the Joker mm-hmm. um, because he's a dick. Um, that's kind of a light way to put it. Wait, did you um, finish the season yet? And then she's kind of... I finished season one, but not season two. Man. We're towards the end of season two, like episode eight. It's got one of my favorite like moments in there. I, every time I see it, I laugh out loud. And someone reminded me of it the other day. And I, I, I Wait, would, season two? Uh, I think it's season two, but let me double check. I'm hope hopefully we haven't gotten to it yet, so we'll be able to guess when uh, it happened. We're like, oh, I bet you that's the, that's what Tim likes. It's season one, episode thirteen. Hmm. You seen Is season? This, one, right. Hmm. This is a, a mask off moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the electric car. <laughs> I laughed out loud. So hard. Shalia, how much laughing out loud have you seen me doing with this show? It's constant. This show is funny. It's he was really so funny. Harley Quinn about his car. He was, <laughs> which is funny, because I had a Tesla. Um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, reservation for the longest so mm. i kind of i kind of felt that you know? yeah oh that was great yeah uh, a lot of little moments like that 
so interesting thing about this show, it's technically kind of a follow-up to Batman the Animated Series. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's got, so Harley Quinn's always been one of my favorites um, ever since the, the original uh, animated series. Um, and so after breaking up with Joker, she ends up with uh, her classic best friend, uh, Poison Ivy, one of my favorites. Poison Ivy out of out of Batman's uh, villains with powers is one of my favorite. Her and uh, Mister Freeze, but I tend to like him fighting people who are are less sci-fi, right? Yeah. Um, she needs to put together a crew, and her crew is made up of a lot of let's say C-list, yeah. maybe <laughs> C-list. But the reason I was thinking about it is because you brought up King Shark, King Shark fighting from- people. King Shark might be my favorite out of the crew. And he is constantly biting people in half, but he's kind of like, how do you describe his character? Because he's not a violent or or like aggressive guy, but he happens to be a shark. He doesn't like shark stereotypes. No. <laughs> but he's like their 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 social media guru, or at least that's how he started. And then there's Dr. Psycho. Psycho. Is, is an aspiring thespian. He's so irritating. <laughs> he's always <laughs> ruining plans because he can't stop acting. Um, in the <laughs> cyborg, yeah, um, yeah, so it's good, you like, and it? then Kite Man is pretty great. But the whole thing, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of the tick, I think, is the closest yes. thing that I would like. The tick comic, uh, or not comic, uh, the cartoon that we grew up with, it's very irreverent. Um, and I think the fact that there's so it's so many deep cuts, like some of these, I don't even recognize some of these characters. Um, and of course, the, the I think the best thing that really got me on, on board is the reason why Dr. Psycho, who is technically um, kind of a higher tier villain, at least because he's in the uh, Legion of Doom, the reason, his fall for grace, right? Yeah. And the commentary on why he is now working <laughs> for her um, is, it's really indicative of the greatest parts of this. Yeah. So I, think, I watched that. I think the best part about it is Bane. You haven't mentioned him yet. Bane is so like, funny. He's right. hilarious, but he's got the Tom Hardy voice, and it's yeah. it's so fun. He's almost entirely the comic slash cartoon Bane that we've seen before. So like the luchador with mm-hmm. the uh, with the uh, what do you call it, the tubes of venom going into his different uh, muscles, but he's got the like she said the Tom Hardy voice, and he's yeah. kind of the whipping boy of all of the rest of like <laughs> but I, I'm like why Bane is so great <laughs> yeah so I really good. I really like all, all of the different dynamics and when the Justice League shows up they're all kind of arrogant dicks like yeah it's it's a pretty great show um I also watched uh the I guess we're now calling it the Whedon cut of Justice League oh so you didn't watch the new- uh no, the four-hour one. I really, I want to put it aside to watch the whole thing. Although it might make sense to split it in two into two movies. What do you think? Should we split it in two or watch it all at once? Split it in two. Split. Yeah, you can yeah. do like. And it, there's when you watch it on HBO. There's markers. Yeah, yeah. I've watched actually several like kind of reviews of it, and that get got the idea, and then it's like, yeah, actually, this could be split. In fact, it, it could have been made the way they did um, Endgame and Infinity War. Yes. And maybe that's what they should have done all along. Because yeah. a lot of what they're saying is intriguing to me. Um, 
So, but no, I watched the Wheaton cut for the first time. And it's not really a good movie. Um, no, I was not. I was not entertained the majority of the time. That what they've done with Steppenwolf that I can see um, in in the Snyder cut, he looks like he's much more menacing. Um, Superman always is always seems irritating to me. I feel like he's over an overpowered superhero. Like he has to be better at everything. Like yeah. the Flash, in my opinion, the Flash should be faster than Superman. Like not this rivalry. He should straight out be faster than Superman. There's got because then everybody else is kind of redundant to Superman. So there mm-hmm. should be something. Like Superman should not be able to breathe underwater. I don't know if he can or not, but yeah. everybody should have their own speciality. <laughs> yeah. And I hear that that they're just better characterizations in the Snyder cut for all of them, like the Flash, mm-hmm. because the, his whole going on and on about brunch was I was like, what is this? Yeah. Why are you talking about brunch in this movie? But yeah. the jokes were not as good. Um, well, my, my analysis is he's no Tom Holland. Like they're trying to make him like that, like lovable youth, but he's he's just not hitting. And it's I don't think it's the actor's fault at all. It's not yeah, I it's wouldn't not blame any of it on the actors. Mm-hmm. I think that they've chosen excellent actors for all. In fact, I, I'm a fan of, um, of the Affleck? Superman. No, oh, um, Cavill. Yeah, me too. I've been a fan of him as an actor ever since uh, the Tudors, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when they announced him as uh, Superman, I think it's great. I think that they they just allowed him to make uh, Whedon to make a bunch of bad. Tra- and I don't even blame Whedon. I'll blame right? Whedon. <laughs> they said we want you to do this, and it was not on him to say, "Are you sure you want to do this?" It's like I was hired for a job, so I'm going to do this. It was a yeah. it was a higher up decision that was bad. Yeah. Any, anyway, any so I watched in- that. He came in with the movie being mostly done and asked to fix it. Like, that's a tough... Yeah. So, if anybody hasn't watched this movie over the last three years, it came out in, what, 2017 at this point? 2017, yeah. Um, I can't recommend it. Um, and what's interesting, too, is this movie coming out after Wonder Woman 84 and, and um, what's it called? Um, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they inadvertently did it correctly. And had some of the individual movies come out first, so you get to know those characters, and then put them together um, for this team-up movie. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I think that's you know an inadvertent benefit from the way things rolled out. You're talking about the Snyder cut coming out. After? Yeah. So if you okay. just imagine, like, ignore the Whedon cut and be like, oh, okay, so they made a couple of Wonder Woman movies and an Aquaman movie, and then this Snyder one came out. Then you've already gotten to know some of those characters just the way that you did get to before the first Avengers movie came mm-hmm. out. You didn't get to know all of the Avengers. Not all of the Avengers had their own movies before, but there was more of uh, there was more ground set before you got to this one. Now, so um, I'm looking forward. So, but I think by next week I'll have watched um, the Snyder Cut all the way through with Shalia. And then the last thing I've done is I've played a bunch of this game called Valheim. Um, where it's kind of like a Viking survival game. It's really popular on Steam right now. I think it has over 6 million players. And apparently that's more Vi- there's more people running around as fake Vikings than there were real Vikings at the height of their <laughs> civilization. My favorite point. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically you're dropped into Vi- Viking purgatory with like a stick and your underwear. And you have to build yourself up until you have like wolf hide and silver weapons and magical bows and all this sort of other sort of stuff 
And I was trying to build a great Viking hall, but then I was playing with some people and they were like, it's crooked. <laughs> I had to redo my whole roof. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the, it was one of the greatest gaming experiences though when I, when I met up with some people and we went out on a Viking longship to go and explore a new land. Um, I took a lot of screenshots, it was kind of epic. So anyways, I highly recommend it. It's still in early access. So there's a lot more changes coming to the game. Valheim. All right, so Kendon's been busy. Tim, what have you been up to? Watching a bunch of crap, you guys. I watched- Oh uh, no. No, crap, I've been watching stuff. Uh, Invincible, three episodes on Amazon came out and started on Friday. Invincible Friday was last week, a lot of fun. I had no idea what I was in for until the end of the first episode. It got really intense. Um, but I like it. Great, great voice cast. Uh, fun animation. I've never read the comic, but apparently the comic is really good. So I need to start reading that. So I would definitely check out. This looks like a, a, a Superman riff. It's about a kid who goes to Invincible now, who his dad is an alien from another planet who's kind of like a Superman named Omni-Man. And he finally gets his power, so he's learning how to be a superhero. This has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. This looks... It's fantastic. It's not for kids, so if you're looking at this and it's animated and it's colorful, it looks fun, it is not a comic for children. It is not a cartoon for children. I should have said that about the Harley Quinn show, actually. Yeah, very mature That's things. That's true. Uh, very mature in it. Tim, did I see on IG you opening the Invincible box? Yeah, they sent me a did box. You a fun box? Yeah. With like Mike and Ike's and like a t-shirt and buttons and uh, a sewing. Did you say Mike and Ike's? A bunch of Mike and Ike's. I like Mike and Ike's. A bunch of them. That's a good with popcorn. Choice. Oh, oh, to shake into your popcorn? I have not seen it yet in the show. Imagine it has something to do with the show. Um, Okay. I also watched um, Nobody with Bob Odenkirk where the this mobster comes to kill his family and he ends up, you know, he's ends up having to fight off a mobster. It's good. It's got some John Wick vibes to it, although no animals get hurt this time around. Yes. Um, it's fun. It's, it, it's, it's nothing new, but it's like 90 minutes, gets right to the point. The action is great. And I love the villain. The main villain, his name is Yulian U- or something like that. And he's just so over the top and so cartoonish and so ridiculous that it like, it works. Like you need that kind of guy, ridiculous villain for a movie like that. He's so comical and intense, so that that worked. And then I just watched Godzilla versus King Kong the other night. <laughs> oh, and? Oh, that's out? No, it comes out, probably after this was released, it comes out the 31st, um, yeah. It's it's what you think. It's Kenan's gonna laugh because the science that they do in the film. It's so it's movie science and it's hilarious. Real quick observations, real quick deductions, real quick like it's we gotta keep it going. So there's like it's happening real fast. And I was I found myself laughing out loud. I was like they're solving this stuff real quick. Is it real characters quick. with uh, twelve PhDs? Oh, they didn't even announce that, but I can imagine so. Like they're looking at Kong and they're like, this is happening and this is why it's happening. I'm like, how do you know? How do you have any idea 
how these animals are reacting. It's so funny, but it's good. This is the reason why King Kong is so big in the, the previous King Kong movie, right? Mm-hmm. So that he can be on Godzilla's scale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's it def- sounds silly. It is. It's definitely silly. But it's something that when I watched it, I was like, oh, there's a reason why. It's the kind of movie you make for the big screen. Like, it's meant for spectacle. Big fights, big action sequences, big special effects. It's meant for, for that. This is HBO Max? HBO Max. Then we'll watch this downstairs yeah. on our big screen. Yeah, we'll do it just this. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I forgot Brian. <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry's in this movie, and I completely, because he's in none of the trailers. He's like in the movie, like in it for real. Wait, Paperboy? Yeah, he's like in it, in it. Huh. And I was like, Why isn't he in the trailers? Because he's not King Kong or Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what's funny is he was supposed to do something else in this movie. And I, now I remember, like, it conflicted with, with him being in some other movie. It's like, oh no, because he's shooting Godzilla King Kong. And I was like, oh, okay. And I completely, it just, then I heard his voice and I was like, that dude sounds familiar. Then I saw him, I was like, oh, that's right, he is in this movie. But it's not a bit part. <laughs> it's like in it, for real, for real. I think people, if you just need something to watch, I think people will enjoy it. Cool. Huh. Yeah, no reason not to. Is anybody we know in particular who's who's um, doing the motion capture for either of those? Is it a Andy Circus again? I don't know. I don't even know if they're doing that. I don't know. Good question. If he did, Andy Circus did. I mean, this is now a pretty. This is a real throwback, like two thousand five or so. There was a King Kong movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they go because that that was Peter Jackson, of course. Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Anything else you're up to? That's it, man. Just watching the NCAA tournament, enjoying some basketball. Very cool. You know, who's your team at this point? I'm kind of rooting for Michigan. I I I, I like okay. I like Michigan when I was younger. I like him and, and, and Jalen Rose and Weber. And I know it, it would mean a lot to him if they won, because they couldn't win as as players. So for him to go back as a coach and win would be that would be dope. So this is a this is a Kendon question, but do you yeah. mean Detroit or does Michigan itself has its own team? Michigan, University of Michigan. Michigan Wolverines. Oh, I thought we were talking about. In, I thought we were talking about the NBA. <laughs> no, he said no, NCAA. NCAA. <laughs> I'm watching NBA too, but I didn't. NCAA. Okay, okay. Then they just expanded NFL All season right. in, in extra game, 17 games the next season. Man, yeah. take it. Why not? Yeah, more money. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to go back to the 80s? Yes. Already. Okay, here we go. In Little Monsters, where does 11 year old Brian find Maurice, a real monster? Under his under his bed. bed right? Ooh, is it in the closet? Bed, right? And then I think it was in the closet. No, it's under his bed. Yeah. Good job, Tim. So that was the uh, that was the portal to wherever, right? Yep. Yeah, that makes more sense. But there's some, there was, I feel like there was something important about the closets in that. Maybe you're thinking about Monsters Inc. Probably. I am very excited about this next question, and I would really like us to have an episode about this. Okay. At some point, putting it out there. What show? about a posh British butler living with an American family ended each episode with the title character writing in his journal. Mr. Belvedere. Oh, I remember. 
That's right, Mr. Belvedere. Belvedere. I liked Mr. Belvedere. I haven't seen it since grade school, probably. What British singer with a youthful name sang Karma Chameleon? Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> Yeah. With a youthful name. This is one so of my stupid. moms. My mom loved Boy George and like Culture Club and all that. My musical taste, it's all that British pop stuff. 100% for my mom. Love it. It's fun. Depeche Mode, like Eurythmics, that was all her jam, like for real. Good music though, timeless. Okay, what year were Kate Middleton and Prince William both born? I can give you options if you need them. I got a guess. Are they older than us? 1982, maybe? 83. The options are 82, 85, or 88. 85. I think it's 82. It's 82. Yeah, they're slightly older than us. I saw this recently. Whoa. Which soda bragged that it offered all the sugar and twice the caffeine? Oh, Mountain Dew? That sounds like Mountain Dew to me. Was it Jolt Cola? Jolt, you're right. Yep, it's Jolt. That makes sense. Okay, that card's done. No, it was more of a 90s thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And they had that other I mean, I used to drink in high school. Uh, Jousta? You remember Jousta? I do roughly. like. I used yeah, to drink Jousta. that stuff, man. What, what about Code Red? Did you guys drink Code Red? That was too much for me. My, my friends so were sweet. really into Mountain Dew in general. I never liked Mountain Dew, so Code Red was not on the table for me. Um, I drank a lot of Mountain Dew when I was studying for the bar exam. Because of all the caffeine. I think somebody described it uh, as like mountain pee or something like that, like on um, maybe the Daily Show or something. Yeah. And I couldn't get that out of my head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it was called Josta. It was an energy drink. Looked like a cola, like this really cool looking, like, how do you spell J-O-S-T-A. it? J O S T A. But so this is, this is kind of a great question to end on because this is one of those where. We are definitely not in the 80s anymore. I don't feel yes. like that tagline will ever, or that, that tagline, like, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't work yeah. today. Like I love Bang. I like other energy drinks, but they don't say we've got all the sugar. Yeah, we're going to kill you. As long surge. as we're going back, this is the one I remember popping up with Surge. I remember Surge. Surge. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah, we do need to transition into the 90s. I tell people all the time, day. If, if you were drinking this as a kid, don't worry about the vaccine. You're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting this in your body, like, you don't got to worry about the vaccine. Like That's why. That's drinking why. this with, with hot Cheetos and, like. Oh, man, the stuff that we ate. Uh, How often were you going to 7-Eleven? 7-Eleven no. was, like, the, the pregame spot. Like, and before we went to go and do anything. Start at 7-Eleven. True story. There's a 7-Eleven near the uh, Trader Joe's on Capitol Hill, right? And I went in there for something. And I'm standing in line, and there's, like, all this food. And I was like, I used to eat this? Like, I was looking at <laughs> pure disgust. So <laughs> 15 years. I was like, I used to eat this regularly. Like, I was I was at a movie screening one time, one of, one of our young critics. He was a freshman in college. And so we went to go eat and I had like a sensible like salad or something real, you know, oh, a Caesar salad with like, he had like chili cheese fries and like- I knew exactly what you were going to start. I was like, what, I looked what at is him the, like, the opposite of what, it's got yeah. to be chili cheese fries. I looked at him with like a look of like, 
Dog, your your stomach is about to be sound like the Jumanji drums. Like, <laughs> what you're doing? You you bring up Jumanji, and now I'm imagining the numbers that disappear every time you do something really dangerous in Jumanji. <laughs> Listen, you can go to my Instagram. I had I went to Fry Guys, and it had like this. It's like chicken and Cajun chicken and shrimp fries. It was so. I saw it. I don't know if I can eat it again. It was good, but I definitely paid the price for eating that. Yeah, I saw it, Tim, and I was like, I love the idea of this, and there's absolutely, like, I could have a bite, and that's it. It tasted amazing, but, like, yeah, so. Okay, Okay. let's stay on track for Shalia. Okay, so, so that last question in trivia, right, that there's, there's no way today we would have a soda company boasting about that. I feel like that is exactly what went wrong in the movie that we're talking about this week. Oh, so we're talking about think. So we're talking about coming to America and my hot take is if they made it in 80, in the eighties, maybe it would have hit, but the jokes were bad. Mm -hmm. That's my feeling. The throne must pass to a male heir. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Tim, can you tell us who made this movie? Who's responsible for this? Yeah. Who's responsible for this? Yeah, who respond? To, to piggyback on what you're saying, it, it's, it reminded me of like an early 2000s comedy, right? I think we know, we know a lot more about how to write humor, how to tell jokes, how to do these things, and how to not make characters so one-dimensional to make them funny. And this seems like a step and a half back from that. Like, so it's, I don't yeah. know what I'm like, what? Anyway. When was this written? <laughs> right. Because so directed by Craig Brewer, written Eddie Murphy, Barry Blostein, and Kenya Barris is somehow on here as a writer. Um, Dave Sheffield. And it stars, of course, Eddie Murphy, reprising his role as Prince Akeem, Sunil Hall, Jermaine Fowler plays his son Lavelle, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane. Sherry Headley returns, Wesley Snipes, James Earl Jones, John Amos, Tiana Taylor, Vanessa Bell Coway. Um, yeah. Everybody. Everybody's in this. A lot of people in this cast. Except Sam? for Sam Jackson, because apparently he's just too busy. Making every Marvel movie. Yeah, right. Sam, I just looked at the uh, the three screenwriters that you just mentioned. Yeah. And it really explains a lot about this movie. Age and demographic-wise, I see why this is very not fresh. It's not fresh. Um, do you want to? Do you want me to give the plot? Please sure. do. So we got Prince Akeem years later um, in Zamunda, and um, he's threatened by Wesley Snipes, who comes from Next Doria. <laughs> Next Doria. The best part of this movie is Wesley Snipes. Yeah, General Izzy from Next Doria, and because there's no male heir. He's afraid once his father passes, they're going to try to assassinate him. And he finds out that he has a son through essentially a rape <laughs> that, that kind of trying to make it funny um, by Leslie Jones. And he has a son played by Jermaine Fowler, who I really like. I like Jermaine Fowler. I think he's great. And so him and Simi, they go back to New York, retrieve his son, and tell him, oh, you're the heir, and he comes back to Zamunda, and he's got all these riches, and 
Yeah, but then he has to pass like a princely test. So these three tests he has to pass uh, to then become prince. And the hope is, and this is where the plot gets thin, he's supposed to somehow marry General Izzy's daughter, played by Talon Taylor, to like merge the two. Now, here's the thing that's, there's so many holes in the story. Like, I don't know what was going on. Because at the, at the very end, when things work out, when he meets with General Izzy, he says, it sounds like trade is happening again between our countries. And I was like, trade wasn't happening? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that there was like an actual conflict. Like, they don't explain any of that. It's just silliness. Because to me, the better story is Kiki Lane wanting to be the heir to the throne, not being able to, and wanting to get there. And then at some point, that quick argument he has with his wife, where she says, you're supposed to be a different king than your father, and you're doing more of the same. That's a more interesting story where she's pressing Prince Akeem to say, hey, you should do something different than what's been done in Zamunda for generations. And that different being having his daughter sit on the throne and not being a male heir. And all that humor could be, we get more General Izzy and his troops and it's funnier instead of like, bring in Leslie Jones, bring in all those other people, try to make them funny. And like, it just was too many cooks in the kitchens. This movie is is premised on a rape, first of all. For sure. And it never really gets over the fact that that's kind of lame. They but... don't address it at all. Leslie Jones is walking around like, no shame for raping this man. Yeah. No shame. And the thing is like, we know enough about comedy to say there's a better way to do it. There's a better way to do that story. You don't it yeah. to be that. You know what? <laughs> Randomly, I found out just today that uh, from a podcast that there's a storyline about in, in Scrubs where JD, that was his name? Yeah. Gets uh, Elizabeth Banks pregnant because he comes early, like before they start having sex. Yeah. You know what they warned you about yeah. in high school? <laughs> like if it lands on her legs, she might still get pregnant. Yeah. Like you can do, and that's actually funnier. That's right? funny. That's just one way that you could have gotten. That's a funny. But then the other thing that I want to add, because this really, there's two conflicting story, like concepts or something here, because in order for, in order for, for the daughter to, to make more, for her story to make more sense, she should have been the elder. And I don't know how you make that work, but the, the, the gendered part of it of, oh, a woman can rule, like, fine, but he's not just a firstborn male. He's also older than you. Right. And somebody in one of the, the, the podcasts I was listening to about it was like, really, they need to have a movie that tackles the idea of there's this country that we're still looking at as, as kind of a black utopia mm-hmm. is a monarchy. <laughs> is protect potentially an absolute monarch absolute yeah. like it's it's like it's backwards it's so backwards and it's it it i think that it is a bad portrayal on people who would identify in this movie like yeah so first of all it's fine that you that you raped him that's fine second of all yeah 1992 aladdin figured it out oh i'm the sultan i can change the law like Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy, you're 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 that dumb that you can't figure out they just like fix it and your daughter's right here amazing and like what are you talking about? And I like I'm angry well, at I this point. This, like I just it's it's bad. One it's of the bad. biggest problems is for this movie is that in the intervening time, Black Panther came out. Yeah. Which now that I think about it might also be an absolute no, I don't even think it's an absolute monarchy. No. I, I think it's got more no, of a constitutional tribes, yeah. or something like that because of the different tribes. 
but it is what Zamunda was, I feel like, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. For us now, it looks much more progressive. It looks way less backwards. And so I, I think that that under, undermines the whole idea of this version of Samunda, where we're watching people walk around like servants in a, in a way that makes me, that to me visually calls back to colonialism. I didn't like it at all. Meanwhile, one of the, so she's, she's, she's the hairdresser, but she's wearing a Maori outfit and that bothers me the entire time. Cause I'm just like. Wrong culture. Wrong culture. So that's that. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's that um, in other cultures too, but it's like, ethnic. I know this, I know this so well, I, it's Maori and stop it. So like that also. But yeah, the other piece is Akeem. Like, there's nothing to like about him in this movie. At least in the first one, you're like, I get it. You're you're actually a good guy. You want to find love, and you have a reason that you're lying to Lisa mm-hmm. and all of that. This one, he like finds out he has a son and goes and gets him and brings him fucking back without talking to his wife and daughters first. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I couldn't. I just like this man is awful. This so, is he's mm-hmm. unbelievable, even. You're right. That's really awful. But that's a major trip to put together, flying to the United States, and you didn't tell your wife why. And what is it? State security? Yeah. Like they, they don't bring it up. This movie doesn't need to go to America. It's called coming to America, but it should be coming to Zamunda. Yeah, maybe? that's the thing. They don't. They spend like what ten minutes? Yeah. Does he spend more than twenty four hours in America? Do you think? She goes back twice. No. It should have been either coming to Zamunda or coming from America because they're like grabbing. Queen, either one of those are right. To the would have been, better. but like, I mean, so okay, so the plot I think is dumb. Um, also, if diplomacy was an option for that, that's great because I kept waiting. Like, okay, how are you going to fix this issue? Like, I get, I, I, I'm giving you credit that the problem in this movie is that your daughter is going to have to marry this other guy. Um, or there's sure going to be wrong with him. We're not really sure if he, yeah. there's something wrong with the guy. He's just, mm, but, but she's going to have to marry him or there's going to be war. And like, so I'm in this movie trying to figure out, okay, what's going to happen in the end? Because she needs to be the one who ends up ruling. Like that just needs to happen. And I kept being like, what if she likes this guy? What if the dad actually goes and says, Hey, by the way, like, don't worry, I'm protecting you. They want you to marry him and I'm not going to make that happen. And she, like, what if she said, actually, I think he's hot. Like, that guy's great. I'll marry him. That's cool. Trophy husband. Why not? And to compound that, what if uh, the son liked the daughter of the general? I, I feel like they're trying to make it seem like there's something wrong with her because she's trying to please, like, the, the idea of being married. Right. Like, they basically shit on both of his children. Yeah. Without us getting to know either of them. What we're talking about is like this girl, it's not that she doesn't have an opinion. Yeah. It's not like she doesn't have an opinion. She has been trained to like whatever he likes, whatever. And this is a callback from the original. But like, I'm sure when she's with her friends, she does have a movie that she likes. And her friends probably know what that is. So like, how about not judging her from this like very public place? And it's ve- like, it's a very formal event, right? She's playing her role and then he just like freaking ditches her. I was also hoping that maybe Kiki would be into her and then like that would work that too. Been funny. Like if she would have wanted to hook up with either of the other, like either of those kids, that would have been, that would have been a very clean, but that's Except not what happens. For, no, that, because that wouldn't work because the whole thing about marriage alliances is the production of children, mm-hmm. right? So that wouldn't have worked. But let's step back Yeah, but they could second, get a sperm donor, which because- could be the brother. 
sure. Well, then she should get with the brother because it's not a love match thing. The point being, though, is along with absolute monarchy, can we think of any country where marriage alliances are a serious part of their international diplomacy? I mean, in the, back in the day. This isn't back in the day. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Like this it is makes, sim- it's so reductive it makes them seem super backwards and that's the thing is like okay so this is this is the mythical african country that we all love right back in the 80s we were like oh, i want to go to the zumunda that looks great yeah. and now it's like you make africa look backwards like obviously right. it's not a realistic depiction w- wakanda but like, has ruined it wakanda has ru- ruined or just zumunda. ghana or any of the like amazing ghana, yeah, anything like, actual country yeah fair enough like this is this is this is ignorant is what it feels like. Okay, Tim, you were gonna say something. Um, so I agree with everything you guys have said so far, but the point where I knew I was out on it was when they're introducing Tiana Taylor and she comes out to the Prince song, and then Jermaine Fowler just starts rapping. Like, I don't, although the performance itself was entertaining, it does not fit with anything in the film. Because it's 80s rap? Or early 90s Both of rap? us watched and we were like, this rap is old. This yeah, kid would not be rapping like this. But it what doesn't even, like, it doesn't, he can't, he, he's, because what, what made, because not like he's like, he's a talented performer, we find this out later and that's part of his stick. What made the first one so much fun is, is a fish out of water story. <clears throat> so you do all these fish out of water moments with him, but yet you've got him confidently grabbing a microphone and like rapping a Prince verse from an 80s song at, at his introduction. Like none of that made sense. It's like, hey, we want to put this really cool performance in the middle of this film that doesn't add anything to it. It just is a cool intro. Like it, none of it made sense. It felt very sort of sloppily put together in a lot of ways. And it didn't have to be. Even the Princely trials were kind of really thrown in there They've got the foreskin joke, and it's like, okay. That was gross. A penis joke. And then James Earl Jones passing away was like one of the worst death scenes ever. I was like, is he? Is he Except for, no, wait, but but the, the Morgan Freeman narrating was one of the better things in yeah. that movie. Like, like, yeah, preview, Wesley Snipes and that funeral were the two. Um... Yeah. Oh, also, this is a spoiler episode we're talking about the movie yeah, <laughs> FYI. We'll okay so here's the credit that i will give this movie yeah. it opens very fantasy fake like the like the the it opening is, scenes yeah. it's it's like it looks like it's a storybook like it's fake landscape it's got like princess bride font yeah. and so it's like what you're so i was like Either this is bad or it's telling you from the beginning what you are about to watch is fantastical and not at all realistic and you're watching a story, like a storybook play so, out. So Leah said this as it was happening. Yeah. And as, as it was happening, I was disagreeing with her. <laughs> I, I you, did not you, get that same setting. But then it. didn't you say that towards the end? You were like, I guess if I go back to what you were saying in the beginning, that helps this. Yeah, if I but it's not what I got. But if I were to, agree, if I were to agree with you, it would make certain things better. But I did not get that from this. This is not a fairy tale to me. Yeah. It, it does seem like it's closest. What is 
the the Anne Hathaway movie, Shalia? Princess Diaries. The Princess Diaries. Diaries is what it seems like. Yeah. She didn't have three sisters who were perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like little I Shuri. Have... Like one of those was was clearly like their little version yeah. of Shuri, which I liked. She was awesome. It is none of the jokes really hit for me. Like I felt like the the one time I chuckled was his interview with, with Colin Jones. That was fun. And he was talking about how he had blackface on <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin. The the tie-in to Trading um, Places? Yeah, the Dukes. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. Like, I was like, okay, I like this. I also, I, I, speaking to something kind of similar, I really liked um, Trevor Noah's appearance in there. Yeah. That was fun. But it just didn't, it didn't come together. Like, I wanted it to be great. I was praying for it to be decent. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't work. It, it, it should have decided between being two different movies. And also, it really should have, and this would have been really tough for him. It needed to sideline or somehow allow eddie murphy to fade back and allow somebody else to shine and apparently like there was instances where um jermaine fowler is that the name of the main character yeah yeah was riffing was riffing like on old eddie jokes like with when he gets the uh the whiskers right i got your whiskers i got your whiskers like old eddie murphy jokes right and eddie made him take those out right so you've got ego, you've got him not wanting to be upset, upset uh, outside or upstage or whatever at all in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. Like, Eddie Murphy, you're not, you're not that guy anymore. You know what's funny? <laughs> uh, side note, you know, Mortal Kombat's coming out next month. And that was one of the things that had these stipulations. Like, hey, everyone on this film needs to know how to do martial arts on some level. We, need, we don't want any big names. We don't, we don't want any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Vin Diesel can't get punched in the face X amount of times. Or, you know, you think of Stallone's dread where the dread character has his helmet on the whole time, but Stallone's like, no, I'm taking my helmet off. I'm not going to wear a helmet. Immediately. And what he's known mm-hmm. for as a character is the helmet. I is mean, excellent. Yeah. So they're not going to do any of that. So Mortal Kombat was like, here are our stipulations for, to make this film. And I think you need some of that. But when you have someone who's a producer, like I was just listening to a friend of the show, Chris Lambert his podcast and they were talking about Oscar stuff and uh, it, it was either Chris or one of his guests was saying like even with like document with biopics you know you've got Dr. Dre producing you know Strata Compton you've got Queen producing you know their movie and so they have so much say in it that it's not it's going to be really sanitized yeah. so have Eddie has so much say in it you don't allow for moments like that which, which probably could have been funny um that are sort of sanitizing the comedy and sanitizing the story and you end up with what you got, which is like a movie that feels very disjointed, um, doesn't really come together well. And it's only frustrating because we've seen how people can do comedy. How they can do really funny PG-13 comedies. Yeah. Like we've seen Melissa McCarthy with Spy and like these movies, like really funny. Yes, Well, um, that's the thing. It's just, you need modern writers. These are not modern writers. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's movies, like as much as they're funny. I mean, I watched that night school one, and I yeah. can't, I can't support that statement. No, no, no but, but you, you watched the one with him in The Rock. What was that one? That was CIA like, or something yeah, like the that. Central Intelligence. That was fun, like legitimately funny. Yeah, or any of the Jumanjis. Funny, yes. Funny. Who's writing the Jumanji movies? Yeah, you can do it, but I think you know. I think like what you said that I didn't know that about Jermaine Fowler, but. 
if that kind of stuff was happening behind the scenes, yeah, it, it's. So here's something I want to understand. You have your screenwriters. Are those the same as the comedy writers? Because like a comedy show will have a writer's room full of like people. Who Sometimes write. they'll bring people in to punch. You know it. what I mean? Remember Favreau saying when he did the first Iron Man, he brought in, um, what's his buddy's name? The tall, funny comedian guy. I'm spacing, why am I spacing on his name? Um, John Favreau's buddy. He's a comedian. He brought him in to punch it up. Is Bill Bertall? No. <laughs> uh, not, not Vince Vaughn. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. He brought in Vince Vaughn and they were like, hey, we know the special effects people got this. They're going to nail that. We want to make sure we punch this script up so that it's funny and it's so timing you, and stuff like that. Yeah. You need that kind of stuff for a film like that. You need mm-hmm. someone to say, hey, Jermaine Fowler, I know you're a stand up and I know you're funny. Can we punch up some of this stuff to make it work? Do you, I don't know if I said this while we were watching, honey, but this felt like family guy sort of humor. It's like, and reference to this, and reference to this. Isn't that but funny? That's funny. I know, because it's, it's, it's got bite mm-hmm. and faster pace. Yeah. But this had to bring in, and, and I, you know, who is, this, who is this targeted at is the first question. Yeah, who's the audience? Who is this? this targeted at? Because I don't care about them bringing in Esther, no, no, <laughs> in Vogue, Salt and Pepper, all of this old shit. Like it drags the movie down. Is this is this for older people? Is this for people in Generation yeah. X or something? I feel like this older is for people. our parents, like yeah. for adults in the eighties. Yep, that's who this is for. Yeah, I think so. And if that's the case, they probably liked it. In fact, we have somebody who has been like a young adult in the eighties, and he liked this. So yeah. like. That might be the difference, right? It's all the nostalgia. And, like, oh, I, I um, remember special chocolate. This is funny. But when you look at the, yeah, when you look at the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, and it's about fifty percent, and it's also something like that for the audience score. It really that really does say to me, you did you you should have picked to make one movie or the other. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because the kids, I, yeah, the next generation, I feel like there was hope there. There was potential there that just kind of was wasted. The other thing was like, at no point did I like Lavelle. Like I never got a real reason to really like him. I mean, I guess the very first scene is like, okay, you're cool. But like, aside from that, like, and then they show up in Zamunda and his mom's fucking stealing Lisa's dress and he's walking around like- People even, I mean, it seems- They're disrespectful, right? Because- They're in someone house. Because people do know, even people- from the hood or whatever you're trying to portray these people on, know how to be on their best behavior. Yeah. You don't and like, like and why is Simi carrying a briefcase full of money? Oh, he did that to convince them to go. That was yeah. that was definitely on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, like they're sitting there acting all ratchet at the at the table of a of a prince of royalty. Someone who everyone knows that. is a prince. Like it's not like he's yeah, it, that was insulting. It was so much insulting. But also yeah. it's so one-dimensional. Like she's yes. you know, so is um, his uncle. Like, give them something to do or don't have them in the film. Exactly. Was this supposed to be out in theaters? I'm assuming it was. It yeah. was, but it's probably glad that it didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people would have gone to see it just because of what it is. But... but I also think people have a different reaction to it if they just watched it at home versus like, I paid money, bought two tickets sat in a theater and watch this and it's just a different feeling a different level of investment a different level of like it's like when people say all the time when you pay to see a stand-up comic it's like you better make me laugh 
no matter how much I pay, I'm coming here for you to make me laugh. If you don't make me laugh, I'm gonna be upset. Because the drinks are expensive. And yeah. my time is not nothing. Yeah. So. My time. In fact, that is, it's, I have gotten to movies where I'm like, I would rather just go home now. I'm okay that I spent the money. I, you know, my that's time the is worth worst more. thing too about a stand-up comic is they'll think it's okay to roast you if you get up and leave early. Yeah. <laughs> like you feel this pressure to not get up and rock so the you boat. You better stay. You better stay and watch. Um, yeah, this movie, it just, I don't know. It's a movie I was saying earlier that come into the year, people will forget that it came out. They'll be like, oh, Come to America did come out this year. It'd be what's yeah. I just, I feel so bad for it because like Baywatch was a hilarious movie. It wasn't a good movie, but it was really funny, right? Like we have, and Jumanji and, um, you know, 21 Jump Street. obviously I'm a fan of The Rock. Yeah, 21 Jump Street. Like pull, pull from some of these that have been successful. Like, <sighs> but none of those are on the back of the original person. And this was focused way too much on Eddie Murphy. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, but the great things, let's talk about the fun things. So best things of the movie, James Earl Jones's funeral and Wesley Snipes, right? Are we Wesley agreed Snipes with that? Wesley Snipes is so good in this movie. Yeah. Although it also, he also ties into what my, the worst thing in this movie is no matter how much you try to set it up, do not have young girls beat up Blade. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Not, we know he's Blade. Yeah, we know. Stop. We've seen. He chopped a blood god in half. Yeah, we've seen Drop Zone. We've seen Patrick 57. Like, we know he can throw hands. Man, I'm thinking now of a, a oh man, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Simon Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, no, it was not, it was not believable. And again, part of the plot that was the worst part of the plot. So, like, it wasn't needed that way. But I liked when they showed his country and he was, like, reading the book to the kids. And he's like, okay, go play with your Kalashnikovs, but don't touch the sarin. <laughs> the sarin gas is too dangerous. <laughs> like, the joke's over there. Like, I would watch a movie set in Nextoria. Yeah. I don't know. That's that was funny. a little thick for me. I yeah. was like, uh. Give, give us more of that. Like, exp- at least. Uh. It would be a short movie. A short movie. But at least. Pl- and that or it makes a loaded gun, right? Loaded weapon, loaded gun. What are like Lethal the national? Le- no, the, the the spoofs like Hot Shots oh, uh, and right. Like that's the kind of stuff that you would see. Naked gun. Naked, naked gun. gun. I could see that, and like that would be funny if you were if it was a movie like, like that. Um, okay, but Wesley Snipes is like legit funny. I like everything he's doing there, and I really like as a as an alpha as like Black Greek the way that his entrances are. They look like step shows. They did, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, speaking of which. You guys haven't been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, have you? No, we're waiting. We're waiting on that. Yeah, episode two had like a the beginning had like this black band playing. Nice. They should intro every episode like this. <laughs> I was in how here many, like, oh yeah. How many episodes are they going? Eight or something? Eight. Six. Six. We've got two. Oh, great. All right. Ask me again in about a month. It's excellent. You'll love it. It's excellent. I believe it. Um, okay. So- WandaVision, we never talked about it. We'll talk about it next week. But WandaVision is pretty great too. Yeah. Um, okay, so influences. Anything in the in the category of influences that you guys want to share? I mean, it's completely influenced by the first movie. I don't know if it's going to influence anything else. It's it, not influenced by current events or like the last 30 yeah. years. Like, it's no. it's yeah. going to influence people to not make these movies. That's not quite right. I think there were some funny influences when they were in the barbershop. The barbershop was hit or miss for me. Hit or but miss. I did like I did like the gentrification jokes. Yeah. I did, I like did the guy who was going too far. 
Yes, I liked that, I liked too, that too. But I didn't like how far they went. It also, was also that guy didn't seem old enough for that cut to make sense. Like, I don't see starving children in Africa with flies on them. Like, I don't see that. No. In... I mean, those commercials were going at least into the 2000s. So how old is that kid in that chair? Yeah, how old is he? That, that kid looked like he was in the late 20s. Early I mean, even for that, it was an old joke. We're aware that time doesn't exist in a barbershop because those guys should all be dead. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I also, I mean... They're like a time warp. They're not, was, they don't age. There was a kind of funny joke about the guy who was like, my grand my grandson is my granddaughter now. Yeah. They can it's turn science. a penis into yeah. You took my punchline. Oh, sorry. They, they can turn a penis into a vagina now. It's science. And I was like, there's that's that's a fine joke. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the butt of the joke isn't, isn't and they're trans. <laughs> it's just science does right. this now. <laughs> science does this now. Yeah. I yeah. liked that. That see, why can't we have those kind of jokes? Who because wrote that joke? Because they didn't come to America and stay in America. Who wrote that joke? Why couldn't that have been more of the jokes in this movie? Um, what did you guys think about all of the flashbacks? So we had the reverends, we had sexual chocolate, we had barbershop. Not, most of it was not that. Well, so there's so th then the other parts where they had literal flashbacks from the last movie. I didn't feel like that was needed because. We can stream coming to America anytime. So, like anybody who's like interested in what coming to America was like, you just watch that. Like, I didn't need these flashbacks in this other movie. I just saw all that. So, I I thought that was kind of well, maybe one or two, the but thing. there were there were enough of them that I was like, eh, this is a waste. If the flashbacks had have been funny as hell, that would have been one thing. I think the problem is that they didn't add to the movie. Right, right. They didn't even have the funniest flashbacks on there. I didn't. I don't think enough. Go ahead. They don't add to the movie. Yeah. Other than the, the flashback about how he has a kid, didn't add to the movie. They uh, digitally de-aged them, apparently, right? That was cool. Well, yeah, they had to. No, I didn't realize the flashbacks weren't scenes from the movie. Wait, what are you talking about? I guess the, the one where he gets pregnant wouldn't be. Yeah, only the new scene was. The, the others were just flashbacks. I'm not a fan of what they did with Leslie Jones. Yeah. I feel, I, it, feels, uh, it feels gross. Um, Tim, so this was something I thought of you immediately. Um, mm -hmm. Does Lavelle really love his new wife? No, he just met her. What are you talking about? She's <laughs> exactly. She's fine. But so was Tonya Taylor. Comedy trope. It's fine. It's yeah. really bad. Like, I couldn't get past it at this point that the other chick could have been as cool or cooler. He's never he didn't give her a chance. He hasn't spent any time with her. He never gave her a chance. And, and the other actually, girl, I'm sure he spent time with, but like, we didn't see that as an audience. We saw like two conversations. <laughs> That's it. It wasn't enough. Yeah, I, I didn't, like, they spent a lot more time with Hakeem falling in love with Lisa. So we believed right. that. And also the idea that, uh, that um, Aziz uh, is, uh, his sister is still barking. That's just mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bad movie. <laughs> okay. Bad movie. So, favorite part about this movie, Tim? Jermaine Fowler. Fair. I like Wesley it. Snipes. Okay, mine is Morgan Freeman, especially when he says the inspiration for Mufasa himself. Like the whole that that whole speech in the funeral was hilarious. It was so funny. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I feel like there was a pretty great sibling bond too. 
Oh yeah, that's right. I was going to also say that you're right. I do like the sibling bond. Those girls are awesome. I love them. I'm also a daughter of um, two sisters, right? So like my dad also had three girls and we were pretty freaking awesome. And I liked them a lot. So yes, I was going to tell you, you can have Wesley Snipes and I'll take sibling bond. But I also really liked Morgan Freeman's I love Morgan eulogy. Freeman when he shows up and narrates things. But like the, whoever wrote the eulogy, again, re- you write more <laughs> in this movie because that was funny. Like there were funny pieces in that. And James Earl Jones, yes, when he actually dies, it's really bad. He's like, I'm going to die movie. now. Yeah. <laughs> But but that eulogy was hilarious. So I, I liked that. I think I should shout out. I actually really liked a lot of Arsenio Hall. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about him. I prefer him to Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he wasn't. He did not do bad. And they gave him more to do. Except for the worst, the, first, the worst role being that he was playing the, uh, what do you call it? Like the witch doctor? Yeah, oh, that, that was fake gross. Rafiki type of character. They're so gross, spitting all over the place. Yeah. Ugh. Just spitting at himself, though. That's the funny part. Well, yeah, I and thought. then the foreskin joke was no good. Yeah. yeah. Did everybody else in the room know that that was fake? I feel like because they were all, like, watching, yeah. like, ha, ha, ha. Like, everybody knew except for him, right? Yeah. Um, oh, well. Okay. Well, hopefully this inspires them not to make a coming to America 3. Yeah. Well, there's not a good naming convention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we could hope. be coming to America again. Yeah. The Friday movies proved to us that there there are ways to do it, but uh, oh. I say don't. Let's not. Um, but there could be spinoffs, and I would be okay with that. Maybe. Okay. Anything else you guys want to say about coming to America before we rate it? No. All right. Coming to America. In 30 years, will it be a classic or will we be past it? Past it. I'm past it now. Yeah, we'll be past it. We'll to be, be past honest, it by the fall. I think that we'll be past it pretty quick, but I think in 30 years, the things I hate about it now, I will have muddled with my early years of life. And so I might not hate it as much. True. Like, You're I might never write, think like, about this movie in, the, in 30 years. But like coming to America, I watch that now. The jokes, I'm like, but like, okay, it was the 80s. It'll, it'll, it'll be like Beverly Hills Cop three. 2020. It'll be like Beverly Hills three and Rocky five movies we pretend never happened. They came out, we just like Little Mermaid two. Little Mermaid two movies we just forget. Like, oh, that's a sequel that didn't. Celia really likes Little Mermaid two. So Terminator Salvation, (laughs) just forget them. Yeah, just they never happened. Okay, fair enough. What is going to happen? What happens next week? Do we have a movie set up? Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay, we're going back to Miyazaki. All right. Um, and we can watch those on HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So Kiki's Delivery Service. Next week, when? Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs>